Takes a shot deep down the field. Has a man out there. The pass is going to be caught at the 15-yard line. Oliver Martin made a great catch with a defender in his face at the 13-yard line. That was at the uh, end of the first half, or the first quarter, Josh. It was indeed. All right, we got to uh, set a precedent here. What's that? We're not doing this tonight, okay? Nebraska lost 43-37. Yep. We are not anointing Mickey as the head coach. But it is very clear to anybody that has watched over the last three weeks or three football games that Nebraska is a different team. Mm-hmm. They act different, they play different, mm-hmm. but they still have warts. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can acknowledge that, and we are not hiring Mickey Joseph tonight. And this, that's my PSA for the night. Anything yeah. else you'd like to add to that? Uh, just they're they're better than they were at the start of the season, but it's it's October fifteenth, man. Like I I just I get it. People really like him, and I do too. I really like Mickey Joseph, and I could certainly be talked into him being the correct head coach at the correct time. But tonight is not the night to do so. This yes. team has a has a lot of problems. And uh, Gary, the shoddy timeout usage in this one left them with oh. one at the end of the game. Like the, if 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 the, if your ultimate goal in this is that Mickey is the guy, you got to start acknowledging some of the issues. I guess that he has had in his short time as a head coach too. But I'm with you. I just don't want to keep doing this tonight. Every single night, this is what we do now. Yeah, this, Every single night. Yeah, this is not the game. This is not a referendum game. Okay, so I just I don't want to do this. If you want to do it, then you're probably going to talk to Conrad. Nice, because I don't think we're going to entertain these calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll have a discussion about this game: the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, all part of a 43-37 loss. Here is the other Bob. Hello, Bob. Other Bob. Hey, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Good evening, guys. How are you? Good man. How are good. you? Good. Good. Thank you. Hey, can't agree you more. Agree with you more about the running game. Um, if you wa- rewatch this game, watch our edge defense boy a lot of times they went inside or they got blocked inside the containment wasn't there and then finally i mean could we get our defensive back to stop waving their finger <laughs> yes burnt the next time or showing the complete newsom did that and then he got burnt the next time but thanks guys appreciate it bob you want to talk about thank you for the call one of my biggest pet peeves right now in all of football gary it's the defensive back that waves his arms about an incomplete pass that he had nothing to do with. And it annoys me even more when it's on a defense that's horrible, like mm-hmm. Nebraska's is. Stop doing that. Go back to the huddle. God, I sound like such an old guy. No, but it just it, annoys me to so, no end. So you know where that started to annoy me? Game one. Yes, absolutely. Well, and then it was a trickle-down effect yeah. because guys were celebrating on defense after giving up a first down when they thought they'd gotten off the yes, field. Yes, exactly. Now, now, that had disappeared for a couple of games. But now it's And back. then it came back early again uh, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Here is uh, Dan. Hello, Dan. Welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Dan? Hey, guys. I was in the stadium tonight. And I'll tell you what. I was in the stadium a few years ago when Ross called that shovel pass on the same goal line, ah! same yardage. Yeah. And, you know, same thing. We're all sitting there run the dang ball, man. Yeah. You got first and four. And the other thing that Purdue fans were ready to – they were ready to go silent had Nebraska yep. made one play. One play. They were on – they were sitting there seriously, like, worried that Nebraska was still in this game by the sheer dominance of the yardage and the time of possession that Nebraska was still in this game. And one single play would have changed the whole complexion of the game. And the other thing that is lost in this is the whole cluster at the end of the first half. Like – it, that last six minutes of the first half just was 
ridiculous. The terrible pass, and then the offensive line just like forgot how to forgot how to block. Yeah, the back to back sacks. Yeah, I mean that was what ended the game. But but I mean, God, I don't know. My neighbor's gonna have this over me for another year. <laughs> it's just terrible, man. I just that that missed pass in the back of the end zone and the terrible play calling there on the first and fourth, man. Yep. I don't know. Yep, Dan, Dan thanks, Thank you, Dan. Thanks, thanks for the call. That's, you know, if, if this, the next five defenses are against the run better than Purdue is, yep. and you completely abandon the run. But I, I think Whipple is in a, Whipple is getting spoiled by Palmer. Yes, he, he is. He loves the deep ball. Yep, throw it up to Palmer's him. And Palmer's ability to get open, yep. and Casey is better at throwing the deep ball than I thought he would be, mm-hmm. and he's, he's still missing that touch on the medium throws, that I think Whipple has fallen in love with that play, and he's completely forgot about the ground game. I mean, Nebraska doesn't have a you know quarterback run game, which is pretty evident. I mean, mm-hmm. Casey did take off, but that's not part of the quarterback run game. Is I don't know what they do moving forward. Um, you can tell by play calling situational uh, times of games that they don't trust that offensive line nope. at all. And then there will be that one time, again, it's feast or famine, that one time, where five guys on the offensive line do their job mm-hmm. and pass pro, and you're able to have Casey have a clean pocket, and he's able to drill a 60-yard-plus pass you know, downfield. It's it's just an amazing offense right now. And if it wasn't for Trey Palmer, God, can you imagine what it would be like? Casey Thompson's tough dude, but Trey Palmer is that offense. Yeah, seven catches, 237 yards. Uh, other than that, Thompson only completed nine balls for 117 yards. So I think you're right. Spoiled, I think, is a good way to describe it, where it's like a nice little cheat code that they can do, not to mention, too, he had the 60-yard run. So he had almost 300 yards from scrimmage yep. in tonight's game. Otherwise, you take out that one carry, you had 22 carries, and obviously sacks are going to be uh, included in this number. 22 carries, Gary, for only 62 yards. You know, well, let me ask you this, Josh, because you know the, it's not like this, this offensive line has all of a sudden shown up, and it's really, really bad. It wasn't fantastic last year, but they found a way to scheme away from it when they were running the football. It doesn't appear to me that Whipple is looking for any option to dial up a scheme to help the guys up front, that they're just going to roll with it's a porous offensive line, and you say, well, you know, every play there's going to be two guys that have a breakdown, mm-hmm. and we're just going to have to live with it. I wonder in the bye week if they sit down, and Mickey talks to Whipple or whatever, and they say, hey, we got to scheme something up to help those guys up front and 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 get away from their weaknesses, find a strength, because you can't, with five games to go, just say, eh, we're not going to run the ball anymore. Yeah, and you can't just run back 10 yards and chuck it deep every single play. I mean, no. it's fun, and it's 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 weird because it's kind of working, and they and they lose this game, and they, they kind of were in it late. But, I mean, eventually, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Illinois, it's, it, they can't do that. Minnesota, they yeah. can't do that. Michigan, they damn well can't do that. And they, I don't think yeah. they're going to be able to do it against Wisconsin or Iowa either. By the way, the defense saw 101 plays. We mentioned that earlier. Purdue, this is according to Alan Karpik from uh, GoldenBlack.com, the rival site, produced 101 plays from scrimmage, most since the Boilermakers had 101 against Northwestern in 05. So this is most plays that they have run in a game in 17 years. Uh, Here is Brian. Brian, welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Yeah, you guys kind of stole my thunder uh, previously, but I think, like, I'm trying not to be negative and more so, like, focusing on the positives. I'm not saying, like, hire Mickey Joseph or any of that nonsense, but – the difference in the team from the first three games to now is incredible. And it, it gets you to that point where you're like, you know, close games, you're like, oh, it's over to actually having hope, which is kind of a change. That's true. For the last five That's years. That's absolutely true. 
So, I mean, I guess just focusing on that, I mean, yeah, the offensive line's atrocious, but the mentality is greatly improved, which is nice. Yep. Brian, thanks for the call. I mean, there's there's no denying that. You watch this team play for the last three weeks. They feel like a different team. They do. Um, it's, it's impressive, man. I, I'm stunned that Mickey Joseph has been able to do this. I mean, I'm serious. That, like, this was a close loss, and after, you know, the memes of last year and all the close losses, this is one that feels like a building block, mm-hmm. more so than a lot of the ones last year. And maybe it's because it's, what, game four for Mickey Joseph versus game 40-whatever for Scott Frost. But tonight felt much more like a building block. And they had yep. they had opportunities, you know, especially at the half. We just had the caller on a few minutes ago. They're suddenly down going into the half by two touchdowns. And you think, okay, well, do they have another second-half shutout in them? Probably not, and they didn't. They gave up 16 points. But for them to come out and play like they did in the third quarter, they, again, they gave themselves an opportunity. Uh, so far, they have not really shown quit, at least yeah. after the Oklahoma game, and it's been really impressive. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is they don't crack. Yeah. Okay? The, the issues that have been there all season are still there, but mentally they don't crack. Um, and tonight they stepped up in competition and you saw the result. But again, here's another thing is Purdue let Nebraska hang around and Nebraska didn't give it right back to Purdue. Yep. Nebraska said thank you and they hung around and they showed some moxie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you hope down the road where the schedule gets a little bit tougher beginning tonight that maybe you're able to find one of those games to make that extra play that you upset somebody. Mm -hmm. Because Illinois in two weeks is going to roll in, and they're going to be ranked, and they're going to have a lot of momentum. And remember, they're going to be coming off a bye as well. Yeah. And that's a team that's that's easily playing the best football in the Big Ten West right now, and it's not even close. They are dominating teams when they play. Big red overreaction with Josh and Gary tonight on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg is brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. And by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill and Burton, when your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Here is Jaguar fan in Nebraska. Hey, fellas. Great show. Love listening in. Thank Three you. Things. Number one, team no finger wag right here. Yeah. All about that. Join the team. <laughs> number, number two, caller Jim, 11 Trey Palmer. Can he throw the ball? Are we sure of this? <laughs> number three, big high five and a handshake to Bill Bush. You've got... Nago Clements, Hausman, and Phelan Sanford out there, and we're still playing our hearts out. Thumbs up to that guy. That's all I got tonight, man. Have a great show. All right. Mm-hmm. Team no finger wag. I like it. I like positive it. Boys. Yeah, the positive boys. It was a nice positive phone call. That was. I, I would this so that crap of the finger wagging and the ball is dropped and you signal incomplete as a defensive back. I can't imagine the guy that's in the current power chair says, "Hey, that's cool. That's got some swag." I'd be, I'd be chapping that guy's ass. Yeah, I would too. It's 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 so damn annoying. It's so annoying, especially again when you're not a part of it. You're not Champ Bailey. You know, you're not Deion Sanders. If you make a play, Darrell Revis. I'll try to name some more current players. Like I get it, but when it just sails over everyone's head, what are you doing? Forty-three thirty-seven. The night Purdue defeats Nebraska mm. uh, before a sellout, a real sellout in uh, West Lafayette. Aiden O'Connell goes for three ninety-one, four touchdown passes. Maccabee goes for one seventy-eight on the ground. Purdue, How many carries did he have? Do you have that? He number had thirty. Jeez, six uh, yards a tote. Uh, Purdue ran for two hundred and seventeen yards tonight. Uh, Nebraska's leading uh, rusher, one carry. Trey Palmer, that end around for 60. And how about the fact that Purdue rushed the ball 47 times? Yeah. They came into this game averaging about 31 carries per game. 
47 carries. They yep. looked at Nebraska's defense and they thought they could run all over. But you know, right away, that was scary because they were able to establish the run right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, from there the jump. Were, there were very few times where Nebraska was able to come up with a stop when Purdue wanted to run the ball. Yep. All right, Mike, Jason, Devin, and Kelsey, stay right there. We'll get to you after the break. It's Big Red Overreaction. There's Josh. I'm Gary Conrad here as well. Some people do want to talk to Conrad. About, nice. About Mickey being the head coach after tonight's game. Awesome. We're over on 101.9 The Keg and 1620 The Zone.